This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, it's Lola here. Can you believe it? We are up to the final episode of season four. Thank you so much for your continued support. You are the reason this podcast exists. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so, so much. This final episode is with me and Bossa Rooney, aka Matt Sofo. He is wonderful. He's also my boyfriend, which you probably know by this stage of the game. We basically always at the end of each season do a season roundup. And on top of this, we've done a Q&A as well. So hopefully you get to know us a little bit better. And big love from us at Fearlessly Failing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are already pumped for season five. Big love. We're live. Yaloha. Hello. Welcome to the pod, Bosso, a.k.a. Matt Sofo, music producer extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing, we always do a roundup together, don't we? Yeah, season roundup. So this is season four roundup. Wow, it's gone fast, hasn't it? Oh, big time. But we're actually going to turn this into a bit of a Q&A because I did a little call out on Insta earlier okay. this morning. So we'll do a quick roundup and then I think we should, we got so many Q&As, we should just dive on in, right? Okay. I'm, on, I'm in the zone, aren't I? You're in the zone today. <laughs> two coffees down, two lola coffees down. All right, down. straight into it. Here we go. Okay, so this is, do you remember who season four started with? No. Finchie. Ah, amazing. Rachel Finch, we've been yep. snacking on her new collagen bars, haven't yep, we? collagen bars, they're Taking very nice. collagen. Then it went to Max May. Legend, absolute legend. Oh, and I got a bit starstruck with him, did I you not? You did. I remember that day and you were like a little bit nervous and excited. I love Max May. One, two agency girls. Awesome. Amazing. Lovely, lovely girls. Legends, yeah. self-made. Abby Gilmore. All right, she's really cool. Mm. Yeah, I really liked that. Super inspiring for mama bears out there as well, I reckon. She's just had her 27th birthday. Big really? um, happy birthday for a couple of days ago. Yep. Our mate. Billy Biz. Billy Biz. CEO of Skip App. Yeah, legend. Absolute legend. Olivia Molly Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, she's Beautiful. really cool as yeah. well. Really liked speech, her interview. Speech, not pathologist. pathologist. Is pathologist the right word? Yeah, I think that's right. An artist. Yep. We had Jennifer Fontaine part one and two. Mm-hmm. So we had to go back and record kind of like part one because what had happened in the week after we recorded was all the riots in LA. Yep. And so she was like, oh, my goodness, I, I will share what's going on right now. So yep. that was quite a confronting conversation. Yep. So I do urge you to go back and listen to that if you want to really learn about what was happening in LA. Yep. Bonnie Anderson. Ah, uh, Bonnie. And then we had Ian Sinclair. Yep. One of my acting teachers and he's really passionate about story theory. I feel like you were the most excited about that episode. Well, I was I was starstruck once again. It was yeah. like talking to a little hero. So I was like a little like, oh, 
Yeah. I must say it's getting very annoying watching movies with you now that you know movie theory so, story, so, story theory. So if you go back and listen to Ian Sinclair, he'll tell you the story and it's literally the, the exact same story as Harry Potter and Star Wars, spoiler alert. Yep. Uh, but uh, you can apply that to nearly any movie, uh, the, like the hero returns journey. But because I've studied story theory with him, you can. we're watching Designated Survivor at the yep. moment. Great show. But a character will come in and I'm like, oh, that's a nice love interest. And boss is like, boss, you just wrecked it. Yeah. Like you can read the play very easily now. Yeah, once you understand it. And so I would highly recommend listening to it. And he's got a wonderful brain. Jess Hatzis Walker. Oh, she's awesome. Frank Bod, yeah, Willem yeah. Blake, Frame in Cremone or Cremon. How do you say Cremon? Cremon. Yeah, Jess Hatzis is incredible. Like their story is pretty amazing. You know. Well, they were like they were the same age, and I think at early twenties they started Frank Bod, and it's, yeah. it's was in someone's kitchen, and then it ended up being like a twenty million dollar yeah. company. I think that's what it was valued at like a few years ago. Probably would have grown since then. Holy man! I know. And how have you been, sexy legs? I've been good. You're just working been, away. Yeah, I've I've been loving this. Uh, Isolation, talkie life. You're designed for it. Yeah, I am. I am very like designed for it. Um, I don't know. I think like once we kind of got into our groove, um, it was, yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that I definitely could not handle being in Melbourne, you know, working in Melbourne or going to shopping centres and being around people and all that kind of stuff. I just, yeah. Also, how would have you been visiting me when I was living in Ascot Vale? It's a lockdown. Yeah, well, um, no way. I wouldn't have been going to Ascot. I told you at the start, I I said, if anything happens, we're not going to be in Ascot Vale. And you're like, (laughs) what? Like, you have to come to Ascot Vale. I was like, no, like, I'd rather be anywhere else. So, I don't know. It worked out really, really well. But, yeah. And then a week later, we moved here. Yeah. We moved to Torquay. Yeah, but we never really intended to, you know, stay any longer than what? Two weeks. We at the start we were like, oh, two weeks, maybe we'll see how we go. I know. I never had I basically had never um had mm. any expectation at all of staying. I think I packed a weekend bag, didn't I? I think we both did. And I haven't gone home. You've gone home like yeah. sporadically for I've lower gone, coffee stuff. I've gone home twice, but yeah, I still it's not like we didn't pack our whole lives up and come here. It was literally like weekend bags. But I don't know, yeah, after the first week or so I was just like, This is this is perfect and this is where we need to be. Totally. Yep. Boss, we have had, look at this, I'm showing boss, we've had so many questions come through. I reckon we should just dive into Okay. Q&As. Just quickly, what was your favourite episode this season? I mean Ian Sinclair. So, yep. Because I'm so deep diving with story theory at the moment, well, not story theory, acting school, and I love when he teaches story theory. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to audit some of his classes this term. So my acting school is now online and, yeah. and I've been I've been studying my bum off, haven't I, boss? You have every day. Yeah, and I've been trying to do a southern accent, oh. apple pie. Apple pie. Apple pie. Oh, yeah, and Matt's so much better <laughs> at it. It's so annoying. And then I've been doing my American accent, haven't yeah. I? But I'm trying to get into it. How do I do an American accent like this? Yeah, sounds good. Oh, boss is so much better at it all because you're auditory. You can do it straight yeah. away. Yeah. But, yeah, we've been. I've been studying. You've been running the entire Lola Coffee company. Plus, you've yeah. been producing all your music. Yeah. Plus, I get you to help me film stuff for my Insta. Uh, <laughs> Full time job you are. <laughs> I love you though, and I'm very lucky. I know. I know. We're nearly two years together, you and me. That's crazy. I know. It doesn't feel like it. 
I do hope the lockdown lifts a pinch so we can do a road trip to Byron Bay. Yeah, it will. And we can go to our fave, Gaia. Okay, so I'm just going to start. I'm going to read these questions in um, chronological, like okay. chronological, the order in which they came in. Go. Okay, so the first one was, hi, smiley face, square box emoji. Hello. Hello. Hello, easings. I think that was her um, um, at tag. Okay, so this one is from Foxtar. What books are you both reading at the moment? Me? Nothing. Okay, I'm reading, I'm trying to read a book a week, <laughs> aren't I? You are. I just, um, I don't know. I don't have time. I don't really have time to sit down and, and read at the moment. I've I, just been working on my laptop. You've been all day. working so much. Um, I'm reading. So I try to read a play a week and a book a week. So last week's play was Sweet Bird of Youth by Tennessee Williams. This week's play, I'm reading Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. Yeah. And um, the book that I'm reading now is called the um, the Zen Art of Archery, and it's a philosophy book. That's it's cool. Really cool. And. All acting books are like human behavior books. Yeah. You know? Do YouTube how to videos count as reading? Oh, you do that all the time, don't you? Yeah. What do you Oh, yeah. And you watch all just of anything. Jamie Oliver's videos. Yeah, I do like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the kids cooking? Yeah, I reckon they're cute. Yeah, oh, the cutest little kids. Next one. Um, okay, so Bonnie M. Brown wants to know what are your common goals? Um, I don't, what are our common goals? I suppose like our business. Roller coffee. Know, yeah, we want that to succeed. I think that common goals for each other that we want um, each other's careers to succeed and to progress and to to. Yeah, I think go we've further. got a very nice sense of believing in one another. Yeah, like I love like you've you've done a few edits this week on your song that's coming out soon. Correct. Um, yeah, one of them. Yeah. yeah, and I, and it's we all have a, like a little dance off and listen in the R votes, yeah. don't we? Yeah, which is cute. But we have we don't both do definitely talk about our big and long term goals and get quite clear on them together. Yeah, as we grow together. Yeah, yeah, we you do. Say? Yeah, yeah. I think our long term goal though is just to be successful and be happy. Yeah, and I think our version of success, not necessarily society's yeah. version of success. Yeah. I think you and I are, yes, very high achievers, but we have got our own sense of what success looks yeah. like and that yeah. might not be the average. Yeah, of course. It's going to be completely different to Because we're people's. both artists. Yeah. And being creatives, I think that success is not necessarily a check or having a certain type of house with a white picket fence or having X amount of kids in yeah. a certain time in your life. Like for us, success is I think it's more of a feeling and yeah. a more of a sense of like our own personal growth as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I That's feel like a... I just stole the mic from you then. No, it was good. Perfect. Normally after these bosses like, oh, you talked so much. Oh, talk so much. <laughs> Next question. Uh, are you living in Torquay? Yes, for now. Yes. Yeah, so I've been here since early March. So right before lockdown went hardcore, I moved here and I haven't left. But we're planning on staying here. This this place, just so people know, it's Dad's holiday house and it yep. gets rented out at school holidays usually. So I'm sure we'll have to reassess in September. Yeah. Come school holiday yeah. time. But it'll be almost six months that we'll be here by the end of it. More. When did we come? March, March, April, May, June. So we've just the 1st of July. So we've been here four months already. September, 
July, August, September. Yeah. July, August, end of September or September. So at least six months in total. Mm, be nice. It's been very nice. Very unexpected, a nice oh. little surprise. A weekend getaway turned into six months. <laughs> and it's been very nice to work here. Like the kitchen's got great light so I can shoot a lot of yep. like influencery content there. Yeah. Okay, next question. Do you want kids? Um, I don't know. I I feel prickly about this question, I'm yeah. going to be honest. I think we're both 34 and mm. I think that um, I get asked this question all the time. I get asked if I'm pregnant. Yeah. If I say, oh, I've got a headache today, literally Instagram will blow up with, oh, my God, are you pregnant? Yeah. I just think that's a really personal choice yeah. and I think that, of course, you and I have spoken about this topic. Yeah, of course. And I think that. It's something that's personal to both of us, but I think that we're both at a stage in our lives where we are really chasing our careers. Yep. And I know that you know that I'm extremely selfish. Yeah. Aren't I? No, not not that you're selfish in a bad way. It's just that like, you know, you are very focused on your big picture and that you had a goal and you want to achieve your goal and you had that goal before we met. So I also respect your goal and what you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, as is you had your goals before we met. Yeah, of course. I think that like having children, yeah, is a very personal thing. I I find it very annoying and disrespectful when people do message you constantly and we've had it with other female friends um, that have also commented on it this week that a lot of people message them on Instagram and be like, oh, are you pregnant? Or maybe they look a little bit different in a certain outfit or angle and then people message them, you look pregnant, you know, which I find so rude and like brutal from yeah. from other like from other women. Yeah, women are women's harshest critics. Yeah. But I think also like, yes, I'm 34, but I am provided I stay healthy and look yeah. after myself, I'll be fertile till potentially I've potentially got a 10-year window, potentially. Yeah. And I know yeah. there's gonna be people listening to this going, no, your eggs halve at 37 and I'm yeah. probably gonna get hate for that. But I know that if I – and I watched my mum have kids really young and she had a really creative life. She was a model. She was a photographer. She kind of pushed that aside yeah. to become a mum and yeah. then a nurse. And I just think, you know, my mum has always pushed me and been like, no, chase the dream. You can have kids later. So yeah. I feel really lucky that that's the way that I've been yeah. given that kind of gift from my mum to be like, it's okay to have kids much yeah. later in life. Yeah. I Look, I think that – um. In, in general, I don't want like – I've never really wanted like a big family or a big bunch of kids. Even or, though you're from a big family. Yeah, even though I'm from, you know, a family of four and it is one – But Sofos, hang on. Yeah. How many are there in Melbourne? Fucking heaps. How many? Like 40? I don't know. Uh, cousins? Yeah. Cousins? Um, I don't know. Well, my dad has – well, there's seven brothers and sisters and each of them have like – you know, three three to four kids. So, yeah. But Christmases back in the day for you would have been mega? Huge. Yeah, yeah, like 40 people. Right. So plus what I'm getting at is you're yeah. from a big family. Yeah, yeah. In general, yeah. an Italian And it is, it is wonderful having a big family, brothers and sisters. Um, whether for me I really kind of want that, I don't know. And I, I don't really need to decide right now. Yeah, so we've both kind of said – let's have this discussion in a couple of years, yeah. haven't we? Like yeah. we both have got dreams to fulfil. and yeah. Our minds might change. Yeah, and I think we do have the freedom to make that choice in a few years' time. It's yeah. not like – and I, yeah, so I'm 
I'm yeah. When I get asked about the kid thing and the pregnancy thing, I'm like, it's. I find it so personal and something that yeah. you and I are on a journey with ourselves, and how you and I feel about it is really all that matters. Yeah. to me, I I don't understand what like say another person would find it so rude and offensive if another woman asked that, but then they ask other another woman that same question, you know. Or just message a stranger or a random on Instagram, be like, you look pregnant. It's like, fuck, like I would never say that to a person and I would never say that to like a woman. Like I would. You know I get it all the time. Yeah, I know. You see me and I'll be like, I'll be in a down mood. But but I think there are two separate things going on here. I think that this, what we've been saying on Instagram was quite an innocent question of do you want to have kids? Yeah, yeah, I find, yeah, that's right. But I think there is another one which is like, oh, are you pregnant? You don't feel well. You feel a bit off. I said the other day, I was tired. Mm. Oh, are you pregnant? And I just think piss off. Yeah. (laughs) How do you? Sorry, I'm shaking the table and bosses. I'm getting a bit passionate, aren't I, boss? You are. And I just, I just also the other thing is that we haven't even touched on. What if we couldn't have kids? Yeah, like not that touch wood that we don't, you know. But we, there are so many women that miscarriage that you you see a lot of that now. That's getting yeah. a lot of um, people opening up about that on Instagram. But like, what if we couldn't? That'd be hugely triggering, triggering. and and we'd feel so, low self worth when we saw that stuff. So yeah, I just think like. March, anyone that's listening and maybe in their 30s as well and feeling these same feelings, like I think march to the beat of your own drum. Don't um, feel like you need to impress society. Like you've got to do you. This life is fucking short. Like boom, it is over soon. Like when I say soon but I mean like five years goes by. Like even you and me, we met two years ago. Boss, that feels like two months ago. I know. It's gone so fast. Still fresh, still exciting. Oh, yeah. Young love, is that what you call it? The point of it is don't write harsh things to other people on yeah, Instagram don't. or strangers, even though like some people might think it was it's innocent, like it does upset people. Yeah, big time. Uh, next question, what is your daily routine? How's um, it very different? Very, very different. Do you want to go first? You go, boss. Well, you wake up earlier than I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is um, I... Uh, well, first of all, I'll get woken up by Lola Berry. And then Come on you, get now. Out, you get out of bed. Or do then, I wake you up when I get up? Yeah, always. Yeah. I'm yeah. so gentle though, no, boss. No, but I, I always hear you get up. And what do I do? You get up. You no, sing. what do I do before I get out of bed? Give me a little snuggle, a little kiss. Tuck you in Tuck like in. a little burrito. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you're warm because it's winter time here. Yeah. Give you a little kissy. Yeah. And then you then you leave, and then I usually have the best sleep in the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll I'll you know I I definitely sleep in a lot more than LB. Um, and then I wake up, I meditate before I get out of bed. That's your non-negotiable, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I do every morning, um, and that's what I've been doing for the last you know I don't know over two years now. Um, then, yeah, coffee, breakfast, and then work yeah. for the rest of the day. And then yeah. I'll probably go. We try a, to get a walk in. Don't yeah. We? Then, then you've I, been bike riding. I've been bike late. riding. So, yeah. Do you I'll want go. to explain why? Uh, so, a um, little old lady decided to drive into oncoming traffic in Torquay and um, completely ride, 
destroy my car. <laughs> yeah, so we are, we're both carless at the moment. Yep. If anyone would like to sponsor us and give us a car ambassadorship <laughs> yes, deal, I've been running emails <laughs> hoping that we get some luck. Know. So I'm hoping we get a car soon. But, um, yeah, your car was completely written Complete, off, right? Yeah, written off. So it was um, – look, luckily it happened like on the Esplanade. So um, I wasn't actually driving that fast. Um, but it could have gone so much worse. But yeah. And I wasn't in the car with you. You weren't. And where where it kind of happened was on like the passenger side. Mm. So probably would have you probably would have felt some force there. But you know, look, touch wood, I'm completely fine. But I was very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. More more so the fact that I just didn't have transport and now I have to wait a few weeks until I get a new car. Yeah. So, but I have been bike riding, which is which is nice. It really hurt the first day or two days, and then now I'm kind of getting a bit fitter. But you ta- you've taken the basque off this beautiful cruiser of mine. You know, named I, honestly, so um, every day I um, I ride down the Esplanade in Torquay, yeah, and there'll be like some like professional like cyclist or someone on a cool bike, yeah. and they always give me like a, a thumbs up or like they give me a wave because I'm riding a girl's bike. Do Just, you get a wave yeah, all the time? I've every never had a day, wave every day. You every do day. look pretty cute. On that bike. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, daily routine. Okay, and we also try to do sometimes, it's a bit harder in the winter, but we'll do our sunset walks. Yeah, we do go for walks. Other than that, literally I sit on the kitchen table, which is my work, ta- oh, yeah. my, work, my workstation. And, um, You've built a studio. Yeah, built like a little mini studio. And I'll split my time between music and Lola Coffee and other random businesses that I'm involved in. So. Oh, you sound like such a mogul. Oh, yeah. My daily What's routine. Yours? So I usually you said that my body naturally wakes up at about six thirty. Yeah. But I probably don't get up till seven, seven thirty. Depending on what's on. If I've got um there's one acting class that we do that starts at eight AM and it's teachers in LA. And can I say the teacher's boss? Yeah. So we at 8 a.m. we do a class with Cody Firm. We do script analysis, who's an amazing actor. If you haven't seen The Assassination of Gianni Versace, do yourself a favour. And he's in yeah. American Horror Story too, right? And and because um, in his class we have to have a southern accent because we're studying Tennessee Williams, I'll get up like at 6.30 and start my vocal warm-ups. Yeah. I'm quite a nerd, aren't I not? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a little break and then we go straight into the afternoon classes with um, a wonderful teacher from LA called Jackie Diamond. And so Saturdays I'll get up at about 6.30. Sundays I usually teach yoga by 7.45. So I'm kind of up by 7.30, 7, yeah. 7.30. So I generally I would say on the average wake up between 7 and 7.30 if I'm kind of like snuggling in bed yeah. but I'm awake. I get up, I have coffee straight away. I skull like what's Eating that? Water. 600 mil? Mm, yeah. 700 ml water. 700 ml. I skull that. That's my non-negotiable, the way you are with meditation. I'm like I've got to have a big hunk of water before anything else and then I'll drink Lola coffee. Yeah. Or I also love French press. I've got a French press that I'll – black coffee. I usually like to start my day and then I've got to move. So beach walk, jog, whatever it is, I I like to move in the morning. I'm a real morning person. And then usually when I come back from that run or walk, I usually will come and wake you up. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, boss. And sometimes he's meditating. I'll be like, are you meditating? <laughs> <laughs> Which just ruins my zen. Yeah. So I try to like catch myself because I'm so caffeinated. I'm really, really excited yeah. to talk to him and I'll have ideas at that stage of the morning. And then for me at the moment I'm intermittent fasting so I usually don't break that fast 
until midday. Yeah. Sometimes I do though. I don't intermittent fast every day. I probably yeah. do it, what would you say, four days a week, five yeah. days a week? I think it's good to cycle that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, like I didn't intermittent fast today. You made me yeah. egos and avo. Um, so, and then I'll try and work and do as much kind of like work. And if I'm doing any private classes where I'm, you know, getting out with accents or whatnot, I'll try and do that all in the first half of the day. Cause I find that my energy come three o'clock, I'm kind of like tapping out a little bit yeah. and I, my energy is way waning my like mental energy. Yeah. Uh, but, but a lot of acting school is night school. Like last night I was in acting school till 9.30, but a lot of classes go to like 10. I've got a yeah. Monday night class that went till 10.30. So it's just a balancing act for me. And then in the breaks of acting school, I'll do all my work stuff. And that's yeah. why I think I like to get up yeah. early. I love yeah. getting those emails off before 9 a.m. Yeah. We kind of maintain like work hours, but they're kind of still kind of split. Boss, we do not throughout. maintain work hours. No, I'm saying like, you know, like at, we do work hours, but it, we it kind of gets split throughout the day. We overwork. Yeah, we overwork. That's you and true. I work way more than a nine to five job. Yeah. You know that, right? Hundred percent. Oh, thank God! I thought I you def- were saying. I definitely do more than eight hours a day. Yeah, totally. I would, I would say I easily do you know ten, ten, eleven hours a day. Well, minimum. we barely switch off. We do watch. We at night time is kind of like if I don't have acting school, so that would be what three nights a week that I don't have school. We will watch Netflix. Designated Survivor at the moment is yeah. our fave, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's so good. But our favourite movie, what is it, boss? The Gentleman. Oh, love it. Love <laughs> it. I could talk about this. We could do a whole podcast on The Gentleman. I know. Guy Ritchie, if anyone hasn't seen it, Guy Ritchie's newest movie. And we saw it. Do you remember we saw it at the movies? This yeah. is all before COVID. We saw it at the movies and within 24 hours we'd already gone back to That's the movies That's right. We saw it, it the next day. I've never done that before in my yeah, I've life. I've never done that either. But it was that good. Who's your favourite character in it? Um, uh, oh, you like the – all right, Governor. Who? Isn't that his name, Buddy or Bunny? Oh, no, he's just like a, the random guard. But what does he say? Yeah, um, all right, Governor. And he's like, he's like incoming. <laughs> oh, in, that's right, incoming. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a ran, like the random like security guard, but um, I find his character quite funny. He's kind of like a very minor character to like. I love um, Colin Farrell in it. He's the best. He He's got this like thick Dublin accent. Yeah. And then, of course, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, incredible. Can't I be. think the whole cast is incredible. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam's amazing. He's yeah. got like a nervous twitch in it. Yeah, which he is does. Great. Yeah. yeah. I think he doesn't like dirt. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like dirt. You could thing. relate. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene where that he has to, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he has to go and rescue this girl and he doesn't want to have to go there because it's going to be a dirty apartment. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very, very funny. Okay, uh, we digress. The next question is, all your prezies you receive in the mail, where do you store all of them? Well, well we use them. We use them. We give them away. Yeah. Dad cops lots because dad yeah. comes up every second weekend, although he can't now Yeah. because he's in Ascot Vale. It's lockdown Which again. is lockdown. But um, we give away, I, I mean – I remember when I got my hair blow waved, I um, just gave like made a little pack of things and give. Yeah. I give heaps away, don't I? Yeah, generally like I mean like food stuff and skincare stuff. Like we use it oh, all. We love skincare. Um, clothes, like we get some great stuff. Um, You've been getting a few goodies, boss. Yeah, skincare. I love the apron. Um, yeah the skincare, the apron, and um, squash club. Squash club. You love. I think that's my faves. My fave stuff. You get spoiled nowadays. Yeah, 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 I do. Thank you. Uh, Natural Harry's written us a message. Two very wonderful, lovely people in this pic. 
also we can say who is going to be episode one of season five. Harriet Birrell, a.k.a. Natural, Natural Harry. Natural Harry. And if you don't know anything about Natural Harry, definitely check her out. She's got beautiful, yeah. stunning cookbooks. Yeah. And we use the Lazy Bones Loaf, which is her we creation do. all the time. And she's got an incredible dog, Fred. Oh. Who I got to hang with for a whole hour. <laughs> well, we podcasted in yeah. this very room. Uh, okay, best relationship advice. Oh, wow. That's this is more you than me, I feel. You're better at relationships. Matt's much better at relationships than me. Because um, before me, weren't you in a five-year relationship? I was, yeah. And then before that, you were in a relationship, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then before that, you were in a relationship, weren't you? Yes. Didn't you say the night that you met me, you were like, oh, Matt, you didn't even last three months? No, I think, you I, said? I think I lasted like, six or nine months I was single. Six, boss. You reckon? April to October. Ah, uh, was it? Oh, my God, how do I know all this about I don't know. You? He's playing coy right now, but uh, we're both Virgos. <laughs> we know fucking dates. Anyway, like, okay. you're, a relationship, you're a monogamous relationship person. I am. I somehow end up in relationships. <laughs> um, honesty, I mean, you, like you really need to be honest. Um, I'm just fixing my mic. My foot's gone to sleep, boss. Yeah. Are you right there? My foot's dead. You know when you get foot, my foot's fully dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose honesty needs to be like a cornerstone. Um, also, you're a Virgo. We're both Virgos, so loyalty is kind of our yeah, jam. Yeah, um, loyalty is, for me, 100% loyalty or nothing. Um, so you know everything about me. Yeah. I'm even very open about my bowel movements with you, aren't I? Oh, too open. <laughs> um, <laughs> trust. You're open with me, excuse me, dear oh, sir. Because I've never been so open with anybody until I met you. <laughs> um, yeah, trust. Um, to be honest, like you do need to remind yourself to make time for your partner and um, spend time with your partner. I think you get into like a routine. Like we are in a routine where we could easily just go through life but – what? Sorry, you know when you get pins and needles and the pain bits about to come and you've got to just move your foot. Okay, go. Do you move, know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't want to. It's going to be like <sighs> you're so funny. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, shiver me timbers. Oh, did you hear that? That was my hip click clicking. <laughs> oh wow. Sorry, I sound. Am like... I going to have to edit all this out? You can keep it. Boss is the real McCoy. Oh, you're so funny. Um. Sorry, relationship advice. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What else? Done. Fix my Feel foot. better? Oh, so much better. Okay. You know how you know you've got to face that bit of pain? You're so funny. <laughs> um, well, what about this morning, how I had the coffee on? Like what I do is so because I get up before you, I get all your brekkie ready, yeah. don't I? Yeah, like you kind of pull it out for me, which is a nice little touch. I think and a little that, love note every now and then. Yeah. I think – but the thing about relationships is that I'm not think, saying that's the key, by the yeah. way, not to cut you off. I'm just saying I was on a Skype rehearsal with my friend Stella yeah. and you – I'd turn the coffee on for you and Stella said, is that a tip to a good relationship? Yeah. And you were like, it's just little things. It like is. you made me a little omelette this morning. You yeah. make me all my meals. I do make all your meals. <laughs> Look, I think that the big thing that I've learned as well is that people make the mistake of, you know, putting their happiness or making their partner responsible for their own happiness and – you know, I think that I've definitely made that mistake in the past where I've relied on someone else to make me happy. 
And yes, your partner should make you happy, but you are responsible for your own happiness and your own mood and your own, you know, mental health. So I think the big difference that I've made in our relationship is that I've taken responsibility for myself and my own happiness, my own mental health and not put that on you as a burden. Um, But we're both very passionate about that. We both have a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're – your partner's not a mind reader. They're not going to know how to help you or how to make you feel better or whatever it is unless you just tell them. Um, and, yeah, I suppose that in the past, you know, I've always been quite like upset or disappointed in partners and stuff because they just, yeah, they don't know how to help. But, well, you know, also you're also- such a giver that you could easily fall, I could be wrong, but you probably have been taken advantage of it before because you are very, your nature is very giving. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Not me though, boy. You're more takey. Oh my God, no, I was meant (laughs) to say, I'm not taking advantage of you, you monkey No, you're not, you don't take advantage of me. But having said that, like, yes, I am very givey and if you didn't pull yourself up on it, you could easily let me do everything. Yeah, well, you know, we also where, learn where what each other like. Where you, you do realise that, um, you know, that you need to bring something to the relationship as well. So that's oh, you. Oh, boss, I bring the passion, you boy. You bring the passion. Yes, but no, like little things as well, like little, this is like domestic things, but like mm. boss, yet yeah, cooks everything, but I know he will not want it. He's a bit OCD himself, doesn't like to touch a bin. So I make sure that like I'm bin girl, right? Yeah. Little things like I do the washing, you yeah. hang it up. Yeah. We just do, it just... We, by the way, we never had a conversation about this. It yeah. just happened. Yeah. You don't even think about it, yeah. do you? It just needs to be a little like a teamwork. It's a team, yeah. yeah. But we'd never have had a discussion about it until this moment. Yeah. But I know, I've noticed like there, you do carry, you do what do weight. Matt does way more than me. Yeah. I don't know how I make up for it. No, you do. Like it, it, it is a very, I suppose, even relationship. In, in, in the a, sexy times. Oh, <laughs> so rude. Joking. It's going to be some like ladies going, oh, yeah, some oh. creepy like messages coming through after no, this. No, 100%. no, no, no. Um, no, it, it is very even. I think that's, you know, my only relationship advice, like, you know, your partner's not responsible for your happiness. Like you need to take responsibility um, and then, and you know, bring, bring your best – both people need to bring their best to the relationship, you know, and work on it together. And I think to know like you're on the happiness thing, you're not meant to feel happy all the time. seven days a week, yeah. 24-7. And so I'll often go to Matt and go, oh, boss, and he goes, do you feel discombobulated? And I go, yeah, I feel discombob today. Yeah. And we'll just quickly have a little breakdown of what that is and it might be that like um, a gig's being cancelled or um, – you know, I've got um, feedback on something that I wasn't expecting yeah. or, you know, and I, and I will obviously often probably look for validation in the wrong places and you'll be like, that's not a reflection of you, it's just X, Y and Z. Yeah. And so like I think also don't expect a relationship. Like I know when I was a bit younger I was like, oh, I'm going to meet Prince Charming, my life's going to fall yeah. into place. It's not like that. It's like you want to meet a teammate. You want to meet someone that's going to call out your bullshit. You want to meet like even right for this podcast, Matt's like, Lola, you're wasting time. Like, yeah. like, And I got carried away doing something else, you know, and I think you want someone that's going to hold you accountable. Yeah, definitely. I think it's hard for males as well. Like they don't really know how to talk, communicate, but I think we are coming 
into, you know, a time in the world where males are, you know, maybe more educated on, you know, expressing emotions, feeling emotions, discussing emotions with their girlfriends. Because the way that I was kind of like, not bought up, but like the world, you know, showed me that like, you know, men were kind of like these stable, closed off kind of figures and girls were the emotional drainers, you know, that like, you know, what's what's your girlfriend's problem this week? And there was always like mm. those kind of issues mm. where, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that kind of stigma is changing now. Um, you know, but I haven't said that I was in relationships where it was always like girl fucking dramas, you mm. know, which thank you for not being a girl drama. <laughs> oh, you're very, very welcome, dear sir. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. Next go. question. How did you meet and what made the other person special to you? Am I going first? Go for it. Ah. You're, you're, you're the chatterbox today. I am, love it. Am I? Yeah, I um, love it. Well, uh, Lola swiped right <sighs> on me on Bumble. Is it right or left? I forget now. It's right, I Is think. Is it? I think it's right, Okay, yeah, well, right. she she swiped. Um, and I think I was sitting in like my nephew's school concert or something like that and it was dragging on. So I was just on Bumble like swiping away and then <laughs> and then um, and we matched. And did you think, oh, hello, what's going on like, here? Oh, who's this little cutie? Is that what you thought? Yeah. Did you do a little stalk straight away or were you – it's just on the Bumble messaging. No, I didn't sock for a while, I don't think. Didn't you? No. You had no idea and you had no idea who I was or did, what I did, did I, you? Look, at the start I didn't put two and two together. After a little bit I kind of put two and two together. Um, but, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who you were. I remember probably hearing your name sporadically Yeah. if I really had to think back to like – I have this really weird thing where I can like remember fucking everything and I probably do recall your name being mentioned a few times but didn't really like, yeah, take notice or who you were and stuff like that. And then we realised we had mutual friends and all these other fucking shit. So, yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, what, what was the other half of this question? Hang on. I think it's what drew you to one another. Yeah. Um. What made the other person special whoops. to you? Boss just kicked the curtain. Um... Do you like I just dropped I, I liked your vibe. I liked that you're about, you know, health and, you know, you seem nice and kind. And and I wasn't into partying, which I think was uh, yeah. refreshing for you. Yeah. 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 I must have liked you because on our first Bumble meetup, I kept him waiting three hours because I was so nervous and I was like having an anxiety attack, like getting dressed into clothes to go out in and then putting my pajamas back on and going, I'm not going, I'm not going. And I think yeah. you wrote to me and said, I know you're feeling anxious. We'll have a safe word, pineapples, yeah. and I'll put you straight into an Uber. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And I must have liked you when I first, because I rocked up to Neptune in Melbourne mm. and we had a little cocktail or a wine together. And then you ordered a friggin' tiramisu, which has got That's gluten, right. dairy, I and didn't sugar. You were gluten free. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I must have liked you to eat, yeah. a, a gluten, eat gluten when yeah. I first met you. I think for me, I was looking for a, because obviously I was in a very, um, I'd dated party girls in the past and then I myself was in a bit of a party period. When was, you met me? Yeah, while well, I was single. Yeah. You know. Oh, um, yes. I know I've spoken about this before. Stop it. Um, <laughs> so I think it was kind of nice to have something, yeah, a little bit different and intelligent conversation and kindness and, yeah. And then so we didn't kiss on that first meeting. We went out and had a fun night together. You dropped me home. Yeah. 
No kiss wands. Nothing. No kiss wands. And then we switched to phone numbers straight after that yeah. night. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. And then we were messaging each other all the time. Yeah. And you, we love both love Sigal Ross. Yeah. Mu- musically wise, did we yeah. not? And yeah. and music Yonzi. scores. Yeah, Yonzi. And that's um an Icelandic, incredible Icelandic musician musician to people listening. And then I think we had a date like the next weekend or a weekend yeah. or so after. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And That's then cute. and then do you know what happened on that first date? We were sitting on Elwood Beach and you go, So we're gonna kiss or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well classic. Okay, I don't like um I don't like Beating around the bush. Beating around the bush. I don't like these like unknowns. It's like either like you wanna, you know, make out or see what happens, or like Maybe it's just a friend's vibe, which I was fine with as well. But, yeah, I don't I, – I believe in being upfront. Plus, you go on first dates and it's like this awkward nervousness of like, oh, does he like me? Does he want to kiss? I'm like, fuck that. You I, are very confident. Like you're a confident dater. You've actually told me that when you were single and ready to mingle, yeah. you'd walk into a bar and you could lock eyes with a girl across the room and it'd be on. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a whole podcast about like Matt's previous love escapades. Is that a saying? Oh God, no! But like, I don't know. I like, as I said, I don't like awkwardness. I don't like that. You know, um, when you do meet someone, I kind of just like to be a little bit upfront. And also, we are in like an age of like consent. You know, yeah. where yeah. and where I'm like. I kind of want it in writing if you want to like, you know, <laughs> if you want to, you know, make out or whatever. Like I want to know straight yeah, away. Yeah. So so it's not this weird He'd like. He'd already done this little flick of my hair. Like I remember I'd got sand or something in my hair and he'd already like, he'd done the real flirty thing where he'd leant yeah. over and moved my hair yeah. off my face and I was like, oh, it's on. I knew then that you yeah. were Kino and yeah. then you were like literally a few minutes like somewhere on the beach. Are we going to kiss or not? I think you, you are. Not doing my accent very well. Okay, go. How was it then? <laughs> no, I was just like, do you want to make out or what? <laughs> <laughs> and do you know he, what he also said? So then after that we went to dinner and it ended up being like a fucking 15-hour date or something. Yeah. But on the way to dinner I was like, did you have a backup plan and like a get-out-of-jail-free plan if this wasn't going the way you wanted? You were like, yeah, I had eight. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I'm. well, I'm a very like organised person. So... In my head, I was like, you know, if it goes well, we'll go do this, this, and this. If it goes badly, then I'll, <laughs> you know, opt out. Evac. Yeah. <laughs> you are so cheeky. Yeah, I was a bit cheeky. What but I that? liked you, so I obviously, like, cared. Yeah. Um, But I, again, yeah, n- not that I'm like, I was also okay with whatever the outcome. So I'd reached a point in my life where I was, I, I, didn't really want to hold on to anything like too tight or the notion of like anything too tight. I was just more like I'm happy to see mm. where this goes or mm. what happens or, you know, very, you know, I said to you when we first met, I was like, I'd like to get to know you anyway. I was like, if we don't mm. end up romantically together, like I would still like to get to know you on some level, mm. you know. And then it turned into romance. Oh, it yeah. It blossomed. Oh, it did. I was just going to answer to that one Um what made the other person special to you? And I remember a second day, like me going, because I'd also had my fair share of experiences and lessons, let's call them that, with um, 
other guys I dated and I was like, I'm getting the mental health thing out of the way and like date that that date we were on Elwood Beach and then went to was it Itchy Knee in Melbourne? Is it Itchy Knee is a is a Kaya? Yes. The one so in St Kilda. Beautiful Japanese, incredible Japanese um restaurant. Do you remember the mayo fell out of my mouth? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but I remember on that date. Uh, I opened up about my mental health pretty early on. I was like, oh, yeah. I, sh- I want you know, I've had a th- have a therapist, and you said yeah. I find that so attractive. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this guy's very different to anyone I've dated in yeah. a very long time. Yeah, and that was for something that made that really like um, intrigued me about you because I was like, mm, someone, and you said I've also got a therapist. Yeah. Well, yeah. at at that time, I just finished like my kind of round of therapy, maybe like a month or two before, where after my last relationship, I went into therapy again, purely because of the the reason that I didn't want any kind of lingering, lasting, you know, yeah. effects or anything from and my. And you don't want to have to repeat the same lessons exactly. over and over, which is yeah. super common. Yeah. So I went straight into therapy and I said to my therapist, you know, like I'm, it's not not that I'm like torn up or broken over this breakup or relationship. It's the, it was the right thing to do to break up with that person. But, you know, I do want to understand and I don't want to bring anything into my future relationship. So, you know, I was so pro it and mm. I still am. Mm. That's I think was the thing that really made me, fascinated by you and then you used to Matt used to send me videos of him playing songs on guitar to me mm. and I'd have to guess them and because I never wanted to get it wrong I'd send I'd three like really musical friends and I'd send it to them and be like what the fuck is he playing He's I need so to know funny. this song <laughs> and I'd be like quick quick I need to get back to him and be like the luminaires and anyway I loved also obviously right, your musical question. I think we've already been going like 43 minutes. Oh, jeepers. Next question. Jeepers. Feelings around relationship breakdowns and moving on and finding love again. Feelings around it. Yeah. I think it's great. I think if your relationship doesn't work, find a way to amicably, amicably you know, uncouple, um, have respect for the other person, get some therapy. You got to get the Un- therapy, I reckon. Understand that, like, you know, you are equally the problem. It's not like even if your partner's a fuckwit and cheats on you and all that kind of shit, like, you're still not perfect. There's still things that you can improve on. Um, so find out what those things are and work on those things, and don't don't focus on the, you know, on the negative stuff that happened. And I think knowing that like with the breakup is everybody knows breakups feel so shit and yeah. and you feel like your worth is decreased and your value is down and all that kind of stuff. But like know that those rough times are often, and this is going to sound really esoteric, but often going to lead you down. Like ending with them means that you're going to end up with someone that is more better suited to you and you will learn something about yourself. Yeah. And I remember like I used my 20s when I was dating. I'd be, I had it in my mind. I was like, oh, I'm actually learning from even like little dates that are go nowhere or they'd be like three or four dates. I'd be like, well, I'm learning that I love that quality about you but I really didn't like these other qualities. Yeah. So I'm like – Humor, that's something I want in a partner. And then I'm like, but I don't want someone that doesn't know who they are and I don't want someone that's afraid of kissing me, you know, like and I'd I'd quickly kind of like I I looked at my 20s as kind of like building my blueprint for what I did want in a partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't think see the see the yucca times and the breakdowns is actually a chance to grow and understand and learn from yourself. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, it's not that bad. You will recover. You will get better. You will be able to like, you know, move through it. And if you really do want to, you can go meet somebody else. Totally. That was our last question, Sexy Legs. Really? I know. We've done one. We've powered through. It's gone so fast. Very relationship heavy. Super relationship heavy. Super relationship heavy. Should we do a quick wrap up? What's your what's your feelings on Corona? What's what's the next step? Uh, well, so yeah, at the lockdown with like where my dad lives and his vet clinic and stuff being in Ascot Vale, I think uh, you know all of July, mm. Melbournians, and we're not welcome in any other state. Yeah, as being a Victorian, so I mean, I don't think we're going anywhere for the next month. I think um, I don't think. We'll be doing much travel till for this year. Yeah, you and I are probably going to do a road trip. I'd say to Byron because it's our happy place. Yeah, as soon as it opens up and is safe. Yeah, but that. I think uh, and and someone had a bit of a, a go at me recently on Instagram because I said I'm really enjoying this time to skill up. Like I'm doing a lot yeah. of online courses and. Yeah training and really reading a lot and trying to learn and further myself while there is so much kind of like downtime, like you're not spending time in the car driving to acting school. You've got that extra two-hour window to, you know, do something. And I think um, someone wrote to me and said, you know, how dare you be so positive and you should be noting and acknowledging that it's been such a tough time for people that don't have jobs. And I do totally acknowledge that. Of course you do. In fact, I've you know, been saying how much it's important to see your therapist in this time and they all do like FaceTime and Skype and Zoom consults yeah. now, which is frigging wonderful. But I just... You're always going to upset somebody. You can't keep everyone happy. Yeah. What that person doesn't know is the amount of time and effort you've donated into helping people and yoga, Instagram yoga, all like podcasts, all these random things that, you know what, Help people through those fucking dark times. Um, that person that wrote that's a fucking idiot, right? And you know what? Some people don't have it bad, which is us. Like we are lucky that we kind of like escaped, you know, Melbourne um, and that we do have this time to to work on ourselves and skill up, you know? Mm. And a lot of people don't have that and like totally understand that but it's not a reason to – I, re- I read somewhere that Shakespeare wrote, and I could be c- totally wrong here because I think your sister wrote to me and said I got my dates wrong, but I'm pretty sure I, I, um, that Shakespeare wrote some of his great plays during a plague. Yeah. You know, when you're confined to being indoors and you're yeah. not allowed out because yeah. there is. Yeah. And I think, well, you and I are like working on heaps of stuff with Lola Coffee and I'm like, well, I'm going to get so far through my degree, my, stu- my study, yeah. studying and I'm trying to get three more accents down. I want to get General American, yeah. Southern and New York. Yeah. I haven't tried yeah. New York. Yeah. The thing is you do acknowledge that it's a hard time. You do acknowledge yeah. people. Um, you also make an effort to put out positive content, um, someone's always someone's always going to be upset and it's never going to be enough for somebody. Um, but for everyone else, you are enough. Also, boss, thank you, that's very kind. But also, boss, the start of corona was so challenging for us. Yeah. Like I had, and I obviously can't talk about it yet, but I had like a big plan completely torn up in front of my face, yeah. a life plan. Yeah. And I think that um, – Although, like, it seems all like sugar and pie and 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 whatnot. Like, I had to go through a pretty fucking stressful yeah. and uncomfortable and confronting and yeah. petrifying experience. Yeah. 
at the very start of Corona. Yeah. And I've had to really relinquish control over that and, yeah. and I'm choosing not to put my energy into that and I'm yeah. choosing to put my energy in, okay, there's a reason that I'm here and in this scenario how can I make the best of it? Exactly. So I think like, yeah, we, we maybe you and I are choosing to focus on the positive but we have also faced adversity at the beginning of this Absolutely pandemic. and people don't know like, you know, the amount of jobs that we've had put on hold and, and work and career and I mean like people around us have gotten sick. Yeah. You know, like well, what about your my my great aunt in Italy died from corona. From corona from the virus. And didn't your mum say that the saddest thing was she was totally alone? She was totally alone and isolated. Yep. Yeah. In the hospital. I mean, one of our friends, my friend Dan, he got corona. Yeah. Um he recovered, which was good. Um another guy I went to high school with like his I think his father-in-law died from the virus. Yeah. So fuck like we we are affected, but we just choose to be positive, make make the most of it, and you know focus on the positives. Like you and I aren't allowed to visit my nan. Yeah, we haven't seen her in five, months. Five months. Yeah. So I think like yeah, we acknowledge that there it is so confronting and challenging for people, but at the same time we're choosing to take find the positive and find the yeah. light within a potentially dark scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I recommend to everybody. Big time. Thank you for doing this, sexy legs. Very, I love you very much. I love you. (laughs) That was awesome. I think it's been my fave chat with you. Okay. Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, Big love. And so just so you know to everyone listening, um, we take one week off, don't we, between seasons? Yep, sure. And then we planned that sexy. And then we'll come back. Natural Harry will kick off season five for us. And then I, I know we've got Kate Kendall recorded and act, she's active yogi, big mm-hmm. yogi. And then we've got a few guests lined up to record, hopefully in Melbs, because I love doing them in person like yep. this, don't you? Yeah, so much better than on the internet. Yeah, we, this season we've just done was our first on the internet recording well, two, with Jane. Two episodes, yeah, Jen. Jen. I always say Jane, don't I? Well, Jane set it up. Yeah, shout out to Jane the Klein. Yep. Epic. Epic. Epic human and a French bulldog called Mate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're just doing random shout-outs now. <laughs> random shout-outs. Um, all right, big love, gang. Stay safe and big, big love from us Bye. in talks. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love. Mm